Hi, this is Puritans Read, where we read aloud great Puritan works, authors, and biographies. Today, episode 68, and the last episode of The Life of David Brainerd by Jonathan Edwards. Reflection 5. The foregoing account of Brainerd's life may afford instruction to Christians in general, as it shows in many respects, the right way of practicing religion in order to obtain the ends and receive the benefits of it, or how Christians should run the race set before them. If they would not run in vain or run as uncertainly, but would honor God in the world, adorn their profession, be serviceable to mankind, have the comforts of religion while they live, be free from disquieting doubts and dark apprehensions about the state of their souls, enjoy peace in the approaches of death, and finish their course with joy. In general, he much recommended for this purpose the redemption of time, great diligence in the business of the Christian life, watchfulness, etc. And he very remarkably exemplified these things. Particularly, his example and success with regard to one duty in an especial manner may be of great use to both ministers and private Christians. I mean the duty of secret fasting. The reader has seen how much Brainerd recommends this duty and how frequently he exercised himself in it. Nor can it well have escaped observation how much he was owned and blessed in it and of what great benefit it evidently was to his soul. Among all the many days he spent in secret fasting and prayer, of which he gives an account in his diary, there is scarcely an instance of one which was not either attended or soon followed with apparent success and a remarkable blessing in special influences and consolations of God's Spirit, and very often before the day was ended. But it must be observed that when he set about this duty, he did it in good earnest, stirring up himself to take hold of God and continuing instant in prayer with much of the spirit of Jacob, who said to the angel, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. Reflection 6. There is much in the preceding account to excite and encourage God's people to earnest prayers and endeavors for the advancement and enlargement of the kingdom of Christ in the world. Brainerd set us an excellent example in this respect. He sought the prosperity of Zion with all his might and preferred Jerusalem above his chief joy. How did his soul long for it and pant for it? How earnestly and how often did he wrestle with God for it? And how far did he, in these desires and prayers, 
seemed to be carried beyond all private and selfish views, being animated by a pure love to Christ, an earnest desire of his glory, and a disinterested affection to the souls of mankind. The consideration of this not only ought to be an incitement to the people of God, but may also be a just encouragement to them to be much in seeking and praying for a general outpouring of the Spirit of God and an extensive revival of religion. I confess that God's giving so much of a spirit of prayer for this mercy to so eminent a servant of his and exciting him in so extraordinary a manner and with such vehement thirstings of soul to agonize in prayer for it from time to time through the course of his life is one thing among others which gives me great hope that God has a design of accomplishing something very glorious for the interest of his church before long. One such instance as this, I conceive, gives more encouragement than the common, cold, formal prayers of thousands. As Brainerd's desires and prayers for the coming of Christ's kingdom were very special and extraordinary, so I think we may reasonably hope that the God who excited those desires and prayers will answer them with something special and extraordinary. And in a particular manner do I think it worthy of notice for our encouragement that he had his heart unusually drawn out in longings and prayers for the flourishing of Christ's kingdom on earth when he was in the approaches of death. And that with his dying breath, he breathed out his departing soul into the bosom of his Redeemer in prayers and pantings after the glorious event, expiring in very great hope that it would soon begin to be fulfilled. I would not conclude these reflections without a grateful acknowledgement of the mercy of God in the circumstances of Brainerd's death, and especially the gracious dispensation of providence to me and my family, in so ordering that he, though the ordinary place of his abode was more than 200 miles distance, should be brought to my house in his last sickness and should die here. Thus, we had opportunity for much acquaintance and conversation with him to show him kindness in such circumstances, to see his dying behavior, to hear his dying speeches, to receive his dying counsels, and to have the benefit of his dying prayers. May God in infinite mercy grant that we may ever retain a proper remembrance of these things and make a due improvement of the advantages we have had in these respects. The Lord grant also that the foregoing account of Brainerd's life and death may be for the great 
spiritual benefit of all who shall read it and prove a happy means of promoting the revival of true religion. Amen. And this concludes episode 68 of Jonathan Edwards, The Life of David Brainerd. It concludes the book. We'll start in on The Christian's Daily Walk by Henry Scudder with our next episode, starting our next season. We hope you'll stay with us and continue to benefit from the great works of our Puritan brothers.